This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Yeah, cyber attacks. You know, we talk about this every once in a while here on the air when the big ones happen. They happen, though, with troubling regularity, unfortunately. Uh, In other words, they're not all that unusual. Increasingly, though, and this is more worrisome, the targets are um, targets of vital importance. You've probably heard the stories about healthcare systems, hospitals, those sorts of things. But, you know, what about essential infrastructure like water treatment or those sorts of things? You know they're being targeted and it's just a matter of time. I'm afraid. Hopefully I'm wrong, but um, it's definitely something that's been going on for a long time. It just seems to be getting worse. So let's find out why. We're going to chat with Charles Finley, who is the founding executive director of the Rogers Cybersecure Catalyst Center at Toronto Metropolitan University. Charles, thank you so much for joining us. I appreciate your time. Good to be with you, Shay. Hey, hey, Charles, first of all, I mean, are they increasing in frequency? Is it just the fact that we're more tuned into them and we report on them more, or are they happening more often? They are happening more often. Uh, We're also uh, more tuned into them, which is a good thing. Uh, What's particularly troubling is a significant increase in the most dangerous kinds of cybersecurity attacks and ransomware attacks among them. So those are, you know, instances where a ransomware attacker will seize a network, seize an institution's uh, technology capabilities and only release those in exchange for uh, payment of a ransom. Those attacks can be particularly devastating. As you noted in your intro, those are increasing significantly in respect of critical infrastructure, hospitals, transportation, communications, energy, uh, municipal infrastructure. So this is a very, very serious challenge that uh, is getting worse. Yeah, and that's the scary part. So is, is it that there's more bad actors or is the technology making it easier? I mean, why are we seeing them ramp up? Well, there's a combination of factors. I mean, just speaking most generally, obviously, all of our lives uh, over the last couple of decades have moved substantially online. All Mm -hmm. of the things that we do that carry value, our communications with each other, our uh, exchange of of goods and services, our creativity, uh, our, uh, uh, you know, watching entertainment of all kinds, all of that is now in the digital domain. So as cybersecurity Uh, professionals put it, the attack surface is very large. That is to say, the amount of value that's online, the amount, the number of vulnerabilities that are now uh, out there uh, is extremely high. Uh, And then the factors that you note are uh, are very important. So there have been, uh, obviously, advances in cybersecurity technologies on both sides. There have been important uh, advances in in terms of defending organizations. There have been very important advances in terms of and unfortunate advances in terms of the attackers and and the technologies and the techniques uh, that they use. Add into that the pandemic, uh, which created a perfect storm of cybersecurity vulnerabilities. Business processes were disrupted. Uh, People were working from home, often with insecure technologies, a very uncertain time for everybody. And that created an enormous number of, of vulnerabilities and opportunities for uh, cybersecurity attackers. So 
all of these pieces uh, go together. And I'd just add one more, which is the, you know, the geopolitical environment internationally in terms of sovereign states harboring cybersecurity attackers of different kinds is another factor. So all of these go going together to create uh, a very dangerous environment. And that's the interesting point, you know, now that you have, have governments that are, you know, maybe not actively involved, but at least aware of what's going on and harboring it, it tells me that there's a lot of money to be made here, right? Like we hear about these scams here and there, the gift card, but obviously they're making massive amounts of money, be it through the ransomware. I mean, obviously it's worth their while, I guess is the point, right? It absolutely is. People shouldn't be uh, confused about uh, ransomware attackers. This is not uh, teenagers in the basement, uh, you know, randomly using their their you know spare time to to cause mischief. R- ransomware is a multi-billion-dollar international industrial sector. It's very well organized. It uh, is very well funded. Uh, it has its own supply chains. Its own uh, products uh, and services, and it operates with the a tacit approval of sovereign countries that, frankly, want cybersecurity attackers to attack targets in the West. So we think of Russia, we think of Iran, we think of North Korea. Ransomware attackers operate from these jurisdictions with impunity. And uh, these are the kinds of attacks that we're seeing on major Western targets of real importance to our society and our economy. But, the, you know, the reason ransomware attacks happen is because it has proven to be a very lucrative market for international criminals to play in. And unfortunately, uh, we don't see that slowing down anytime soon. In fact, we see that increasing. Does that play into the targeting of, you know, like we hear about the hospitals, like you said, infrastructure, things like that? I mean, obviously the pressure when you're targeting something like a healthcare system, the likelihood that you can ask for a lot more money and get it, it, it goes up, doesn't it? It does. And this is the, you know, this is the, one of the problematic dynamics. Ransomware attackers are incented to attack the most important institutions in our society because it's those institutions that can least afford to be offline, to have their, uh, their services, their products uh, that they offer uh, to be unavailable. So it's maximum leverage for the attackers when they attack these kinds of uh, institutions. We had a recent attack uh, in Toronto on Sick Kids Hospital. This is exactly what we're talking about. Uh, Newfoundland and Labrador yep. suffered uh, a very significant attack in terms of its healthcare system. We saw the colonial pipeline attack uh, in the United States, critical energy infrastructure. So, unfortunately, the ransomware attackers see their maximum leverage coming from institutions uh, and organizations that are really at the heart of our society and our economy. The more important the organization, the more important the work that it does, the more likely it is, unfortunately, to be the target of these kinds of attacks. So what's the answer, Charles? Is there one? I mean, can you protect yourself from these kinds of acts? Yes, so there there are different kinds of answers. There's a system-wide answer, which is that, you know, number one, we need to have more conversations like this one. We need to acknowledge that Cybersecurity is a a major challenge for all of us. We need to 
that is governments and the public and private sectors need to invest attention and money and time into answering this challenge. People, processes, and technologies need to be adopted. So people need to be trained, both cybersecurity operators and you know, general employees about the importance of maintaining uh, basic uh, cybersecurity best practices. Processes have to be developed in organizations of all kinds around reacting to cybersecurity attacks and managing cybersecurity attacks when they happen. For larger or critical organizations, the question isn't, are you going to be attacked? The question, sorry, the question isn't, when are you going to be attacked? The question is, are you going to be attacked? In other words, you will be attacked. The only question is when. Right, exactly. And so that's, so, so that's a, a critical piece. And finally, technologies have to be adopted so that, you know, Mac, you know the, the, these infrastructures, these, these networks can be uh, defended most effectively. Last one, and I'll let you go. You know, obviously, I mean, we do a ton of work here at the station and, and with the network in terms of cybersecurity. We all have to go through different training modules. So that's a, that's a good thing. And I think all companies should be doing it. What about me personally walking around with my phone and my iPad and things like that? I mean, are there things that, you know, the individual should be aware of and worried about? Yeah, there is. I mean, there are uh, there are important best practices that everyone can adopt. Uh, uh, update your software on your phones and on your laptops regularly. Patch uh, software uh, and other applications that you have uh, regularly when patches uh, come out. Do not invest your uh, you know personal financial information in. Uh, in websites or in apps uh, that you're unsure about, that you know you're 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 uncertain as to the validity or legitimacy of those pieces. Don't click on links, a classic one, in emails that you receive from uh, senders that uh, that you don't know or don't understand why uh, they're sending right. you those pieces. And probably the best final piece of advice is back up your data. And uh, your uh, your you know your, all the pieces of information that you wanna you wanna keep back it up keep back up so that if you are the victim of a cybersecurity attack obviously you have the backups there uh, to help you out. Yeah, you're not uh, helpless. All of these pieces. You're exactly you're, you're you're not helpless and and you've got a way to recover from a cybersecurity attack. Unfortunately, you know this is the new normal for all of us. Yeah. This is the new world that we're all living in. The, the digital environment brings a lot of benefits uh, for all of us. It also brings these dangers, and, and we can all play our part in making things just a little bit safer. Charles, great advice. Thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate your time. Happy to help, Shay. Thanks for the conversation. You bet. That's Charles Finley, the founding executive director of Robert Rogers Cybersecurity Catalyst Center at Toronto Metropolitan University. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. <laughs> and Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.